This is Sunrise. The who, what, when, where, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Jim Rossica, filling in for your regular host, Rick Flagg, from our recording studio in Tallahassee, home to the third tallest Capitol building in the United States, and winner of a 2003 award for World's Most Phallic Building. Coming up, the Department of Children and Families wants its employees to be well. We'll explain in just a minute. Lawmakers continue to grind it out in the latest committee week. And First Amendment defender Barbara Peterson gets a big send-off. All that and Beth Matuga on this edition of Sunrise. And now, the top stories. In case you missed it from last night's Last Call newsletter, DCF, the state's child welfare agency, has created an Office of Well-Being. It now seeks what it calls an innovative, highly motivated, and self-directed leader. That's according to a recent LinkedIn post by Deputy Secretary Patty Babcock. Applications are being accepted through next Tuesday on People First, the state jobs website. Here are the objectives. Decrease employee trauma and burnout. Increase employee physical and mental health, well-being, and retention. Ensure that the Department of Children and Families promotes a resilient, fulfilled, and balanced workforce. We've asked a department spokeswoman for a comment. We haven't received one yet. However, we would note that in 2016, a 100-plus page internal report found that DCF staff members said they felt unsupported, overwhelmed, and defeated. Yikes. It's day two of committee week, and bills are moving. Here are some highlights from Tuesday. As expected, Tribble Republican Wilton Simpson was officially made Senate President-designate. The Senate Health Policy Committee approved a bill that would allow prescription drugs to be donated to individuals who can't afford them. A Senate panel okayed a bill that would allow job growth grant fund money to flow to charter schools. And there's one way to curb prison overcrowding, according to House and Senate Democrats. Let some felons out. Remember those stories and more online at floridapolitics.com. Visit the site after you finish this podcast. Floridapolitics.com, our name is our address. And finally, it's all over but the shouting. After 25 years of fighting for open and transparent government in Florida, First Amendment Foundation President Barbara Peterson is retiring at the end of the year. A ceremony to honor her years of service will be held this Thursday at 6 p.m. in the FSU College of Law Rotunda, 425 West Jefferson Street in Tallahassee. The event is doubling as a fundraiser. For ticket availability, check the Foundation's website at floridafaf, it's all one word, dot O-R-G. Now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Florida is a great place to live and do business. Let's keep it that way. By supporting the Florida Competitive Workforce Act, legislators can do the right thing. To remain competitive globally, we must be a welcoming state for everyone to live, work, and play. 11 Fortune 500 companies, 35 major employers, and hundreds of small businesses support the act. And 68% agree it's wrong to discriminate in employment, public housing, and accommodations. Go to floridacompetes.org. Tell your legislator to hear the Florida Competitive Workforce Act. 
And now with us in the studio is a proven political professional with more than 17 years experience in Florida politics and government. I know that because I read it on her website. Beth Matuga has raised tens of millions of dollars for an array of candidates, causes, and campaigns. She is the owner of Hard Ask Consulting, specializing in fundraising and political affairs. She divides her time between Tallahassee and Carabelle, where she works to save the oysters. Beth Matuga, welcome to the program. Thank you. You have a very soothing voice. Thank you very much. Just don't fall asleep. I won't. I'm told that I have a face for radio, so I'm very excited about that. That's what they told me, and here I am. Uh, You've got some things you want to talk about. First off, let's talk about a guy by the name of Wayne Messam. Quit messing why, around. Why is why is he uh, why is he so remarkable right now? Uh, he, well, he is remarkable in his complete failure. Um, <laughs> he just reported that he raised five American, presumably American U.S. dollars. That's five hundred cents. No, that's yes, five hundred cents. I thought yes. you were going to say that's five hundred dollars. No, 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 no. That's two extra zeros. No, no, five. No. American dollars for his last quarterly report. And we should mention that he is a Democratic candidate <clears throat> he for is. president of the United States. He is. That's correct. And what is his day? <laughs> he has a day job, if I recall correctly. Uh, yes, he is the mayor of Miramar. Very good. In South Florida. South Florida. That's uh, right. And why? Why? What? How do you explain that very anemic fundraising total for the quarter? Well, I mean, obviously, he's not running a serious campaign for president. And I think that, you know, when when he entered, there is a how how shall I put this? I I think that there were um, not entirely altruistic motives behind uh, some of the folks who tried to get him to run for president. And uh, yikes, five dollars is not going to get you very far. Can you I don't see think... my clutching my pearls. Yeah, right now? yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's going to be at the debate tonight. I don't. Uh, that is my guess that he is not qualified. He to, could be to outside. Be. He could be. I mean, he could be lurking somewhere. But it, it's it's just embarrassing, right? I mean, that's a it's kind of a silly thing to do. He should pack it in. But this is a a happy time for you because of what it's you. It's the do. most wonderful time of what, the year. What right. what is giving you the most joy right now? What? <laughs> um, well, having uh, you know, the circus back in town is joyful. Um, you know the the uh, the committee weeks for someone like me, and and I should point out. I should amend my website because I wrote that two years ago. Uh, this will be my 19th legislative session, so I'm very old. Um, I think someone should have a party, hint, hint, friends of mine who are listening. Um, so, yeah, you know, 19 years of this, you see a lot of people come and a lot of people go, but it's somewhat reassuring. It's like the tides and the sun and the moon. Uh, it always comes back. And so it's a great time for fundraising, obviously, because everyone's fighting that uh, looming, impending deadline of the start of session. And then, of course, it's also important to point out that um, next week we have a special session uh, and we'll be convening um, – only the Senate, meaning that Senate members will be prohibited during that special session from fundraising, but House members will not. So it's a particularly special time of the year for House members next week. And are you allowed to say uh, uh, the names of people that you are uh, working for? Well, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm typically not that transparent. Um, I do a lot of legislative work. Um, I have several legislative clients, all of whom are wonderful people who are raising lots of good money. Uh, Chevron Jones uh, is one of them. Loran Osley is one of them. I do work for the Florida Senate Democratic Caucus. Uh, and so 
this is a very, very busy time for all of them. Um, and it's uh, it's a, a period of time, obviously, where we're all busy in Tallahassee because everyone's here. And so, you know, all of that hard work that you have been doing for all the rest of the year, hopefully, uh, you know, going around and beating the pavement and making asks of people and, and, and doing the hard work of fundraising that's not very glamorous, um, hopefully pays off uh, during these weeks leading up to session. And uh, so suffer a question from a guy who is not an expert on fundraising, who has not been in that world. But I tend to think of fundraisers uh, as cocktail parties Mm. at the governor's club. Oh, sure. Uh, Dark smoke filled back rooms. Yes, exactly. Uh, what has been the? It's exactly like that, Gemini. <laughs> what is this? What? <laughs> but that said, what has been the most uh, unusual or out of the ordinary mm. fundraiser that that you have attended? Uh, hopefully, recently. Let me attended recently. And was a bouncy um, house involved? <laughs> no, but that's on the list. Certainly, that's on okay, the list. Okay, I just I just um, gave you an idea then. Okay. So you know we, it's it, it's interesting that you ask this question because there is absolutely a people are tired of golf tournaments, right? Like, let's stop. Can we all stop doing fundraising golf tournament? It was just, I know that there's lovely people Don't who tell enjoy Bill golf. Galvano that. I won't, but but you know that I think the idea here is that people really are looking for something unique. People are looking for kind of their signature event, right, that they can do year over year no matter what it is that they run for. Uh, and so that's one of the things that I, I do like to do that I take great pleasure in doing, which is kind of creating those sort of signature events for folks um, who can continue doing it as their career grows um, and that is reflective of their personality, right? So, you know, you don't ever want to try to stick a square peg in a round hole. If you are working for someone who abhors golf, like you can just say, no, let's not do this golf fund. I'm sorry to to bag on the golfers out there. Um, I would also have an argument that it's a game of skill, not really a sport, but then we can talk about that later. Um, so the idea is that, you know, there's kind of a, a one-upsmanship going on, right? If somebody goes and does a, a Napa event and somebody goes and does, um, you know, a, a brewery tour or, you know, someone goes here and then someone goes there. And so there's a, been over at least in the 20 years that I've been doing this, um, an absolute increase in the the size and the grandeur and the magnitude and the and the quality, really, of these events that we do. What then is the most ornate one that comes to mind that you're aware of? That I'm aware of. Um, I mean, there's always good stuff that goes on down in South Florida, right? It's a it's a mecca for not only tourists, um, but for the wealthy and the well-heeled and the good-looking, right? Mm. Uh, and so it's nice to go down there and pretend you are all those things. At least that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we have a, a lot of variety of um, venues in South Florida. We've done events at the Fountain Blue that have been very, very popular. Um, you know, for years, the the state party, the, the Democratic state party did events um, uh, at the Diplomat down in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous. You know, you wake up in the morning and you kind of just look out and And hopefully feel at one relaxed. point soon, some of these venues will have uh, slot machines. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, they, they, we should always let the, the people who want to gamble go for that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it really is becoming incredible, though, as the money increases, right? And it's just 
going to keep going up. It's never going to come back down. But as the amount of money that everyone has to raise increases, the pressure to put on unique and very um, elaborate or or really specific events um, increases. And people who can do that will always have a job. And so do you find your job becoming increasingly tougher every year because the amount yeah. that needs to be raised keeps going up, sure. the expectations mm-hmm. keep going well, up? Well, so let's let's be clear, I'm a Democrat, so the bar is very low. Um, but <laughs> the- Hey now. Uh, <laughs> the, um, yes, absolutely, the answer to the question is, um, Every year, the amount that we have to raise, that everybody has to raise to be competitive increases so that you don't end up as a joke on a podcast like Wayne Messam. And not to bring it uh, full circle to Wayne Messam because nobody wants to go there. Uh, 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 The reason I bring this up is because I'm thinking of, of course, uh, Senator Pasadomo's signature fundraiser Mm -hmm. where she cooks homemade Italian food. Yes, um, I am I'm Italian and I am particularly interested in that event. Um, it's probably inappropriate for a Democratic fundraiser to go to it, but if she'd like to invite me, I'm happy to cook, to clean. I could even be a really great sous chef. I have excellent knife skills. So I think that it's, you know, at being a fundraiser, you have to have good knife skills. But So it's important, um, I think, for people. That's a great example of the importance of doing something that fits your personality. And um, I would love, love, love to do an event like that. Um, but, you know, I have to raise money for my clients, not for myself. For, so. uh, understood. And, and it, it makes me think of one last question, which is, has a, uh, a candidate or a, a group or whoever you would represent come to you with a fundraising idea that was so insane you had to talk them down? You had to say, no, it, that you just can't do that. No, <laughs> um, I have had some pretty. I was hoping to go out on a big yeah, note here, no. Beth. <laughs> well, n- n- to be clear, they have come to me with crazy ideas. The no was that I've never said no. You can't do You've that. You've never said no. You can't do that. I mean, so long as it's not illegal. Um, and let's face it, it's Florida, and we have crazy campaign finance laws. Well, then, so. what was the craziest one you just let happen? Well, <laughs> um, I don't like to talk about specific events, um, but the you know. I don't know. Crazy isn't the right word. It's it's not like there's any kind of you know malfeasance going on at these things. You have elected officials at them, and you have donors at them. Um, it it really is like the the specificity or the the conceptual idea that becomes grander and grander and grander. And that's you know donors want something different. If you're going to give your money uh, for an event, you want something different and interesting and unique. Um, and that it, so long as it's legal. Uh, and so long as I can raise good money uh, and not spend a ton, right? So long as you don't lose your ass on the thing and you're not going to go to jail, I'll do it. All right. Well, there you have it from the lips of Beth Matuga. <laughs> and I'm only an inactive Pennsylvania attorney, so I cannot grant you any immunity for anything you might have said during I this interview. I have a interview. lot of good attorneys. Good. Good for you. Uh, I may have to bar some at one point down the line. Sure. Uh, but for now, Beth Matuga, thank you very much Thanks, for Jim. joining us on the podcast. Appreciate it. And now here's a selection of what's on the agenda for Wednesday, October 16th. Aides to the governor and the three cabinet members will meet ahead of next Tuesday's meeting of the governor and cabinet. That's at 9 a.m. Cabinet meeting room, lower level. 
The Department of Environmental Protection and Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission will give a presentation to the House Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Subcommittee, say that three times fast, on coral reef disease. That's at 9 a.m., 17 House Office Building. The House Health Quality Subcommittee will consider the need for regulations regarding the adult use of marijuana should voters legalize it next year. At least two ballot questions could make it to the 2020 statewide ballot. That's at 9 a.m., 212, not building. To mark Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Senator Lori Berman of West Palm Beach and Representative Kamya Brown of Orlando, both Democrats, will hold a press conference on bills to expand health care choices for Floridians fighting breast cancer. That's at 10.30 a.m., 4th Floor Rotunda. Booze, booze, booze. An overview of state alcohol laws will be on the table for the House Business and Professions Subcommittee. 12.30 p.m., 2.12 not. And the House Insurance and Banking Subcommittee will consider the state of the insurance industry here after hurricanes wreaked havoc across Florida in the last few years. That's at 3 p.m., 4.04 House Office Building. Finally, today's edition of Florida Man. Samuel L. Jackson, no, not that Samuel L. Jackson, was booked on charges of drunk driving and threatening a public servant in Brevard County. According to WKMG-TV, law enforcement was called to respond to a wreck in Palm Bay. The 43-year-old Jackson, who allegedly was one of the drivers, showed signs of impairment, including rapid speech and bloodshot eyes, according to reports. Officers said they smelled alcohol on Mr. Jackson, who denied having anything to drink, but they couldn't perform any tests because he started hollering profanity and threatened to shoot one of the officers. The kicker to this story actually comes from Newsweek.com, which reported elsewhere, the actor Samuel L. Jackson, who was not in any way involved in this incident, was busy defending the Marvel films against criticism from director Martin Scorsese and lending a voice to Google's Alexa, unquote. Actually, a true story. As always, defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, I might add, or until their lawyer convinced them to take a plea, but that's a discussion for another time. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Jim Rossica, reporting from Tallahassee for Florida Politics. Good morning, and have a pleasant rest of your day.